0: The New England Patriots are heading into what is probably going to be a pretty crazy offseason. Outside of trying to repair a broken offense, Bill Belichick has a lot of internal options to consider as well. The Patriots have a plethora of players set to hit free agency. Joe Tooney, David Andrews, Rex Burkhead, James White, and Cam Newton top the list of unrestricted free agents and Bill Belichick going to figure out who's coming back and which player will be with a different team in 2021. Cam Newton is the player that's getting all of the attention mainly because the Patriots are desperate to find a quarterback to replace Tom Brady and even though things didn't work out at all last season some people still believe Cam is the guy. However the Patriots have another player headed into restricted free agency and he's probably going to cost the Patriots a pretty penny and some people may say He's New England's most important free agent. But signing him may force Bill Belichick to make a corresponding move and a move that would be big. Jerry Trotta, a fan cited, wrote, quote, It's time for the Patriots to move on from Stephon Gilmore. By most statistical measures, Gilmore had a down year this past season as he produced a pedestrian 58.7 coverage from pro football focus. However, the fact that he allowed the fewest yards per game than his previous three campaigns, two of which he was named an All-Pro, proves he still has a ton of trade value. And we say that despite the injuries that he picked up in 2020. While there are concerns around whether J.C. Jackson is ready to assume the number one quarterback duties, folks will point to him getting torched by Stephon Diggs in week 15 as their main argument. The Patriots will have to learn if he's capable sooner rather than later. Wouldn't it just make sense to obtain some draft picks, which will be extremely helpful this year, given the current state of the roster, before you entrust him in that role? End quote. The question then becomes, can't the Patriots keep both? Can't the Patriots head into the 2021 NFL season with the best cornerback tandem in football? Is the draft capital that important? I guess we'll find out sooner rather than later, but I think it's safe to say, regardless of what happens with Gilmore, Belichick is going to have to pony up and pay J.C. Jackson. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dear Pats Nation Podcast.
1: And we are Back,
0: Yes, we are. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to go check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN sports, where we put out exclusive content almost daily for only five bucks a month. It's like having a whole other YouTube page uh, with exclusive content only on Patreon tonight. Connor's going to talk about spring training and all the boys showing up, and I'm talking yeah, about buddy. Isaiah Wynn and whether or not the Patriots should pick up his fifth year option or not. We're going to be recording those immediately after the recording of this live podcast, check it out at patreon.com slash DPN sports. And thank you everybody. Who's back watching me live, uh, who was on at 7. PM with our brand new live show. That's going to happen on Sundays and Wednesdays. with Our boy Lawrence Owen Patriots outsiders where Lawrence comes in and talks about the Patriots Connor. What's going on, man. How are you?
1: Good man. What's going on?
0: Living the mother effing dream,
1: living the dream, right?
0: I'm tired. This is my second live stream of the night, man.
1: Jeez, I know. No so rest you... for the weary.
0: No rest. Now, we did get a question about Stefan Gilmore today. I let Lawrence kind of run with most of it because I knew it was our topic for tonight. Yep. But you kind of heard what uh, Jerry Trotta had to say. It's time for the Patriots to move on from Stephon Gilmore, pay JC Jackson, move him on. Move him into that number one cornerback role. Uh, I guess I'll throw it out to you, man. What's your thoughts on that? Do you Would you... Do you think the do you think J.C. Jackson's ready to be the number one corner?
1: I mean, I guess there's only one way to find out, right? It's actually to throw him out there and have him start being the number one corner and see what happens. Um, I think he's capable of doing it. From what we've seen, he's been very good. I know, like you were saying, obviously week 15, he got burnt by Stephon Diggs. But I'd like to point out, I think almost everyone got burnt by Stefan Diggs this season. He was just on an absolute tear. My hat's off to him. Just a phenomenal season. Um, but I, I think he'd be all right. Um, I'm, I'm not too concerned about him taking over as the, the number one corner, but it's tough because Stefan Gilmore has been so good and that obviously helped him being the number two corner, but we'll see. I think he's gonna, he's gonna want a decent amount of money.
0: So let me ask you this, how you feel about it, because you've been, uh, you and I have been, I'm not going to say at odds. It's not like we're not talking to each other because of it, but you and I have been on different sides of the fence about what we want to see the Patriots do in 2021. You want to see the Patriots absolutely go for it and try to compete this year. Yeah. I've been like, hey, man, I'm okay with the Patriots rebuilding, going through a rebuild, maybe get a bridge quarterback, not really be competitive for a couple of years. And then, you know, hopefully in three, four years, be competitive again. Uh, my benchmark now is five years, right? After five seasons, if they are still sort of playing mediocre football, then I'm going to be upset. My biggest nightmare is the Patriots are going to go eight and eight this season right? I either want them to be, I want you to be right and them to be really good, or I want them to suck and get a really good draft pick.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: So you want them to go for it. Is this really, if, if going under your logic of you wanting them to go for it in 2021, is this really the season for the Patriots to be experimenting to see if JC Jackson could actually be a number one corner?
1: Yeah, when you put it like that, actually, no, it would it would almost be beneficial unless they can get a really good return for Stefan Gilmore, which I think at this point, it's going to be tough. I saw something on Twitter the other day, I think it was a, a like a pretend proposed trade of something that could potentially happen. I think it was to the Browns. And it, it was, was like, today. a was that today? Did it say a third and a sixth round pick?
0: A third and a sixth. Yep.
1: Because I I don't know if that would be worth it at that point. Do you just keep Stefan Gilmore and JC Jackson and have both of them and then they're, you know, the best uh cornerback duo in the league. I, I think that might be more beneficial if you're gonna go for it this season.
0: Yes, but see, I think that a third and a sixth for Stephon Gilmore is a fair trade.
1: Yeah, at this it's, point, yeah.
0: I mean, look, in, in When you think about Gilmore, you got to think about everything. He's what, 31 years old? Yep. His ca- cash this year. Don't look at his cap. Hit. His cap hit's going to be 15 million. That has nothing to do with how much money he's going to be making. Stefan Gilmore is going to make $7 million this season. You're right. He's not going to be happy with $7 million. He's going to want an extended contract. He's going to want to rework the money. He's going to want to make more money. We've heard that he wants something similar to Jalen Ramsey. Lawrence was on tonight and said there's no way he's getting Jalen Ramsey money at his age. He's coming right. off an injury. His value after trade deadline sunk because as Lawrence put it that would if the team would have traded from in October that was a team going for it this season and trying to go for a Super Bowl
1: 100%
0: I think all you're going to get is a third and a sixth maybe a second and I think I, I I said it on Twitter today I think they'd be really lucky to get a second now on Twitter as well our boy Ross who's you know, big contributor to the show. He's on Patreon, Super Chats, all that kind of stuff. He tweeted he'd like to see a straight-up, Stephon Gilmore for Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. I don't... Th-
1: I'm, I'm I, all for that.
0: I'm all for Odell coming as well. I mean, right. and I've, I've been... Look, I've been clear that I think if there was ever a more perfect time for the Patriots to make a move for Odell, it's now. The experiment doesn't seem to be working out in Cleveland the Patriots have always been interested in Odell Beckham Jr. Now would be the time to do it. I just think when you look at age, upside contract, the situations, I think Odell actually has higher value. And I think the Patriots would still have to send draft picks. And I could see Odell and and Gilmore trading, but I could see an exchange of draft picks as well, like a Patriots fourth for a Cleveland sixth or something of that nature.
1: Right. I mean, when you look at it like that, I honestly think Odell would, would, have more value at this point in his career than just a straight up trade because of all the baggage that comes with gilmore he's 31 years old like you said there's no way he's going to want to play for seven million dollars so that there's going to be a lot more that goes into it. it 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 won't just be like a straight up swap
0: no and i agree with you and i do think odell brings more but let me throw another i don't know scenario at you or another i guess question does Odell not come with a lot of baggage as well? It may not come from a.
1: At this point, yeah. Right. Because like, at, at this point, he's coming off of a major injury. He, I don't want to say he's old, but he's been in the league for a little while. What's he in his late 20s at this point?
0: Uh, Odell is. He was born in 90. He's 28, yeah.
1: 28, just, okay. He's just turned yep.
0: 28, so he'll be 28 for the season.
1: Right. So, so he's, I don't want to say he's getting older, but he's probably more towards the tail end of his career in the NFL. Once you're into your, you know, Julian Edelman's 34, that's ancient in the NFL at this point. So he's, he's got a, you know, another three, four good years left in him in the league. But after that, he's, he's probably going to be older. So it it's, it's tough to say.
0: I just want to compare Odell to the Patriots receivers of this year, just so we can look at the difference. Yep. So Odell, now obviously Odell missed a lot of games due to his injury. Right. He still ended up with a receiving grade of 73.7. Okay. Uh, a, a run grade of 90.2, so on those end-arounds and stuff. He That's total, actually
1: really good, wow.
0: Yep. He had a total offensive grade of 75.3 overall. Okay. 38th best receiver in the NFL, according to PFF. Wow still well below Jacoby Myers Jacoby Myers ended up with a 78.6 uh, obviously because he had a pass grade of 85.4 when he threw the football. That being said though Odell did have a a knock on him because he had a pass grade of 55.1 because he did pass the football this year so that you know will lower his overall grade uh, but when I think the more important things the receiving grade, Jacoby Myers was an 80.1 Odell Beckham Jr. was a 73.7. Wow.
1: Yeah, and, and the Browns fared really well without him after he got injured. I mean, they, they obviously almost made it to the AFC Championship game. They were like one play short there versus uh, the Chiefs. So it, it's tough to say because they moved on from him pretty quick after he, he went out.
0: Yeah, they did, and that's the thing. Now, Odell last year in 2019 only had a receiving grade of
1: 69.4. Really? That's that was, that's below the starter yep, column, that's, right? That's yeah. That's
0: the backup column. But wow. Is that just because is that just because of who like 2018 he was an eighty nine point nine? Yep. Twenty seventeen he was a sixty nine point eight. Oh wow. Twenty sixteen he was an eighty seven point five. Yep. These are just his receiving grades. Right. Twenty fifteen he was a ninety point one.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: 2014, he was a 91.2. So I think that there is a big upside to bringing in Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm not saying just because Jacoby Myers had a better receiving grade than him last season that Beckham's not a better receiver. Right. But when I see a 73.7 receiving grade and know that he's capable of the 80s and 90s, and I compare that to Demir Byrd, 63.3, Nikhil Harry, 61.4. I just think a guy like Odell could really be one of those impact players for the Patriots uh, immediately. But what do you think? Like, is Odell enough or would they still have to go out and make another receiver move? Like, is he that true uh, number
1: one? I I think he is. I think he has the possibility to be a true number one. And I think the good thing about Odell coming here, and he's still young enough that he could revitalize his career. Obviously, he's had a big injury this year before that. He didn't have the greatest season. It's been a little while since we've seen Odell be an absolute stud. It was more like that 2014, 15, 16 seasons where he was phenomenal. And now the past couple of years, he's kind of taken, taken a little bit of a dive. I think it almost could be similar to like the Randy Moss situation because he wasn't great in Oakland. His numbers went way down. He came to New England, and obviously he was the best he's ever been in his entire career. Um, I think Odell could could potentially go off. And like I said, he's 28, so he's got about three, four more years to make something happen here and really revitalize his career. I, I think it would make sense. I think he still has stuff left in the tank.
0: Okay, so let's back up the train back to our initial topic. And before we cut the break, I'll ask you the question. If you're Bill Belichick this season, or this offseason, are you trading Stephon Gilmore for that third and a sixth, if that's the only thing available, or are you trying to work out a deal with him?
1: For OBJ?
0: No, it's just Cleveland comes knocking with a third and a sixth. Every team in the league comes knocking with a third and a sixth. Are you... Because Gilmore's going to sit. Don't think he's going to play for his contract.
1: Uh, So if you don't
0: trade him, you're going to have to pay him.
1: That's the problem. At that point, I probably would trade him. I mean, if he was going to play, I'd say, you know, screw it. Don't trade him for a third and a sixth. That's not worth it. I'd rather keep him on the team and have him play alongside J.C. Jackson and have them be the best one, two, you know, corner duo in the league. But if he's going to sit until they pay him, you know, a substantially. More amount of money that's going to eat up a ton of cap space i'd say just pull the trigger and get whatever you can for him in return
0: all right guys get your comments ready get your questions ready connor and i will be addressing them right now but first we need to take a little pause for the cause and hear from our sponsors over at the rocky mountain barber company and manscape.com thank you to everybody who's been making your purchase over at rocky mountain barber we get an email from them immediately uh, when sales been made using our promo code Rayroute R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H, and you guys have been blowing that up, so we appreciate that. So ladies and gentlemen, let's hear from our sponsors over at RockyMountainBarber.com. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code Rayroute and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from Manscaped.com, and use the promo code RayRoute, and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at Manscaped.com.
1: All righty. We got our first uh, donation here from Ross. Shout out Ross. Thank you, sir. He says, Connor, how you like being famous now? You got songs, music videos, and a YouTube channel. How are you handling the celebrity status? OBJ plus a second round pick. Um the celebrity status is great. Um I appreciate you turning my uh 2016 rant on Fenway Park into a rock song. Drunk um, rant. Drunk rant, yeah, absolutely. That was that was uh, awesome. So that's a ringtone now apparently. Uh OBJ in a second round pick. I, I don't know it's who that's in return for. It is a historical
0: fucking landmark. <laughs> it
1: is it is a landmark, right? <laughs> um obj in a second round pick for uh, Stephon, gilmore. For so Stephon wants, gilmore so
0: he doesn't want the patriots sending a better pick back he wants obj and a second and a second for for gilmore
1: i don't know if the browns would be on board with that at this point especially with him only having one year left on his contract and knowing they're going to have to restructure and give him more money and you know with with all that baggage i think that would make more sense if it was a year ago at this point
0: I think it's also considering that we just said that we would like the Patriots would accept a third and a six. We think that's a fair right. trade. I think OBJ in a second is way too much. The only way they're sending OBJ in a second is if the Patriots are sending Gilmore in a first.
1: Right. And I like mean, a, if they, and if, a fourth, if they offered that, I would gladly accept. But I don't. I not know. If I, they, wouldn't, yeah. I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't go with the fifteenth overall for OBJ. Oh no, no. That.
1: I'm saying to his thing. If they wanted to offer OBJ in a second for Stephon Gilmore, I'd do it oh, in yeah, a heartbeat.
0: Hundred yeah, yeah. percent.
1: All right, we got one here from uh, Mike Nardella. He says the Browns secondary is awful, but the uh, second part, OBJ has been injured so many times. I'm seeing that in a good amount of comments yeah, here. He People are worried about OBJ being injury prone. Um, I feel like he stayed healthy in the beginning of his career. It's just been the past couple seasons where he struggled with injuries.
0: I think too with OBJ is he he has serious injuries. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm going to go back to a Sarah comment that I blasted and now I'm going to make her own. Like, I think his injuries have been like ACL tears, you know, and you can't, you can't train your body for an ACL tear. Like, that's the thing people need to remember. You can't train your body for an ACL tear. It's just, it is what it is on that, on that standpoint. It's a tendon and it, and it breaks. Uh, The Brown secondary is awful. I still don't think it's going to be a straight up trade. I think that, well, it all depends how Cleveland values OBJ. If they only value him as a third and a sixth, then it's a it's a straight up trade between him and OBJ or between uh, Gilmore and OBJ, right? But they gave up a first over they gave up not a first overall, but they gave up a first round draft pick for Odell Beckham Jr. two years ago,
1: right? right. Yeah, unfortun- that's very true.
0: Just unfortunately the 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 experiment in in Cleveland hasn't worked for them
1: all right we got one here from kevin stewart he says wide receiver from the draft will be cheaper and less of a head case uh people i don't always people i, I don't are know if he will be yeah do you think he's that much of a head case
0: i mean people are always worried about the whole head case thing you know what randy right. moss was a head case he did fine he yeah did, you know yeah cam newton was apparently when cam newton signed all i heard is cam newton is a head case yep um you know, and he threw, you know, and Belichick, everybody ended up loving him and loving his leadership and this and that. Right. Uh, you know, I think that there's, I'm going to tell you right now, if Rob Gronkowski didn't play for the Patriots and they traded for him, you'd be calling him a head case. That's very of, true too. Just because of, you know, his goofball attitude, right? It, it's It would really happen.
1: All right, we got one here from Casey Johnson. He says, go all out and trade for Keenan Allen. I don't know if Keenan Allen's on the open market, but I'm a big fan.
0: I don't think that... What reason would the Chargers have to give up up Keenan Allen right now? That's my whole piece. I mean, there's a good chance they could lose Hunter Henry this year. Uh, Having a young quarterback with Justin Herbert, I mean, why would they want to get rid of their number one receiver? That's the only problem is... Yeah, of course. Listen, I'm open to trading for... For tyreek hill keenan allen uh signing Allen robinson trading for uh mike evans trading for uh uh what's his name uh, deandre hopkins yeah just because you know i think and i think belichick would trade for all those guys too just but i don't see any reason that the chargers would make keenan allen available
1: yeah i can't see that he, he was has really good chemistry with that uh, herbert as well
0: if you could make one trade if that was up to you if you could and it doesn't matter who Okay. Right. They'll be available. If you can make one trade for one player, who would it be? Any position?
1: (sighs) Darren Waller. Very random one off the board, but I think that he's yet to hit his stride as good as he was last season. I think that that kid's going to get even better, and I think he's going to be an absolute star as a receiving tight end in the next, like, three to five years, because I think he's going to continue to improve, and he's going to rival Travis Kelsey
0: good for you you went in a direction of trying to build this patriots team I yes said like, i would have said like patrick mahomes you know what i mean like actually like yeah i fan. didn't even think of that i should have said Deshaun <laughs> watson i'm if thinking like, like yeah. if i could train for anybody in the league i'd probably be patrick mahomes um but yeah but taking it from a realistic standpoint of, of, <laughs> of players like that yeah i mean that's you're right that's that's a good that's a good piece that you could look at
1: yeah I, I should have thought of a quarterback, somebody like that who's going to be around for 10 years.
0: Yeah, you're going to bring in Waller and then have him yeah. <laughs> skipping balls across <laughs> the field at him.
1: That would, that would be a little counterproductive, right? All right, we got Joshua Little John here. I like that name. Getting rid of Gilmore would be like cutting Ty Law all over again. But this time we don't have an Asante Samuel waiting. Ray Wait. is a big Asante Samuel fan, wants his son to come to New England really bad.
0: Who cares if, yeah, so what? We can have a guy who drops the, the game-winning interception so that the helmet catch can happen on the next play and then he spends his whole career talking shit about the Patriots even though he accomplished nothing after they left. Asante Samuel is just a waste of skin. Um, JC Jackson is Asante Samuel waiting. You know Touche. what I mean? That's, that's what it is. It's not like cutting tie law and not having me waiting. JC Jackson is the guy waiting. It's that that at least that's my opinion. I'm not arguing it one way or the other. I'm just putting out what people are talking about. We've heard that the Patriots are interested in trading ja- or Gilmore. Um, at the same time, though, if Gilmore turns around and says, "I want to make I don't know 15, 16, 17 million dollars this season," are you willing to pay him? Right. Because Gilmore's not playing for seven million, Joshua. I'm telling you that right now. Stephon Gilmore is not playing for $7 million cash. Don't tell me his cap hit. That's not his cash. His cash is $7 million. He's not paying for $7 million. He's going to want to make, you know, big money. He's going to want to make that 15, 16, 17, 18 million dollar money. Is Gilmore right now at 31 years old worth a four or five year contract at that type of dough?
1: And there are two positions where Bill Belichick, over the past twenty years, has really succeeded at replacing, like no, really Bill Belichick good can't studs. Draft.
0: Don't say things like that. Bill That's Belichick true. is often evaluating talent.
1: I don't want to trigger anyone, but if there are two positions, I'd say it's offensive line and and corner where they've repeatedly been able to replace people. They've let them walk, and then they've immediately almost replaced them right after.
0: Yeah, and it's cause if, yeah, and they've had lulls, but you like if you yeah. think about like. 2014 when they brought in Brandon Browner and Durrell Revis and everybody thought Revis was done when, when you know when he got, and then they brought in Revis um, that obviously worked out well Brandon Browner worked out well right they found Malcolm yep. Butler who became a hero then they found J C Jackson Jonathan Jones and they went and traded for Jason McCourty who probably made the play of the Super Bowl when he broke up the Brandon Cooks uh, incomplete pass again that should have been an easy touchdown when he came from across the whole field on a bit of a bad slow throw by Jared Goff. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing he has been able to do. He'll go out and find a veteran. He'll bring in a guy like Gilmore, or he'll find somebody in the draft or find an undrafted free agent. I mean, he's missed on them too. I know people are going to be like, oh, what about Duke Dawson? But, right. yeah, but I mean, there's there's been times that the Patriots secondary has not been great, but for the most part, it's always usually pretty good.
1: All right, we got one here from our boy Skip Bayless. He says, Brady went to a random team and said, Hey, y'all trying to go to the first ever home Super Bowl. I'll tag along. He has nothing else to prove at this point. Now he's just showing off. He's the GOAT. Skip staying true to form. I agree. He is the GOAT. Absolutely.
0: And just, again, kudos to you for continuing to just. Yeah. Your <laughs> commitment to the bit is, is I commend it.
1: It is. I even like the picture. Anyone listening on the podcast who I'm remem- remembering about right now is a Skip Bayless uh, picture with a Tom Brady Buccaneers jersey on. <laughs> All right, we got uh, Mick Big Mac Junior. I like I like this name here. Uh, I feel I don't know if this is a rival from McChicken. He says I feel Allen Robinson is better, but OBJ could come back like himself in his prime. He isn't like Cam where we know he isn't like himself. A little bit of a jab at Cam there.
0: Allen Robinson is way better than Cam Newton. The difference between Allen Robinson and Cam Newton is going to be money and cap hit. Uh, Odell, I'm just pulling up his contract to give you the exact numbers, but Odell Beckham Jr. has a pretty reasonable contract for the sort of market of a where he is as a, as a, as a wide receiver. So in 2021 his cap hit is 15.7, it's 15 million and actually they have an out after this year there's no dead cap. He's a nice. 12 million dollar dead cap this year by the way too if if Cleveland were to trade him away. Yeah. Um so yeah. they'd only be saving 3 million dollars by right. by trading away Odell. Uh but yeah, I mean 15 15 and 15. That's the biggest difference. Allen Robinson, I've seen numbers anywhere between 17 to 20 million dollars. Uh, where the Patriots could bring him in for this year for 15 Odell and try to uh, renegotiate his contract and, and, and lower those numbers uh, going forward as well. That's the only, the biggest difference between Allen Robinson and Odell Beckham Jr. Otherwise, I think Allen is a way better receiver.
1: Yep, yep. All right, we got one here from yeah all right he says if only bill o'brien was here we could get two first rounders and watson for gilmore is there any way to bring bill o'brien back with his uh infinite trade knowledge
0: just for one trade just, just so for can, one trade just to help houston get over this mess with watson <laughs>
1: All right, we got a donation here from King Cato Twenty One. Thank you very much, Joe. He says more injury pro prone. J E Eleven, A J Green or O B J. Oof, I'm gonna say A J Green on that one. I feel like A J Green is is always got something up with them. I feel like Julian Edelman played through most of his injuries, and O B J has a couple major ones, but all, all three of them can can struggle to stay healthy at some time.
0: Yeah. I- edelman's been more recently in the last couple of years Yeah, uh i think aj green as well i'm just pulling it up odell has probably been the guy most consistently injured throughout his career but it's you know i like i like i get what you're saying about how edelman plays through the injury yeah but when we're making excuses that oh he has so many drops because he's injured that's is true. Isn't it kind of the same thing?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Okay, so I'm just looking at his, his stats here. Actually, he's never played like a whole season for the Patriots. Really? Since 2009. He played 11 games in 2009, 11 games in 2010, 11 game. Oh, no. What the hell am I talking about? 11 games, 13, 15 games, 13 games nine games in 2012, 16 and 13, 14 games in 2014, nine games in 2015. He played all 16 in 2016. He played no games in 2017, No, 12 games in 2018. Uh, He played all 16 games in 2019, but was severely injured for most of it, and he played six in 2020. A.J. Green played 15 16 16 13 16 10 oh, 16 damn. 9 16
1: So he play, he's played the majority of the games actually
0: Odell has gone 12 15 16 4 12 16 7
1: Yeah so he's S- all over the board
0: it's, and, and Edelman's all over the board as well yeah. so AJ Green's probably the more consistent of the two
1: Right I did not know he played all 16 games last season who? Uh AJ Green.
0: Yeah, in twenty twenty. Yeah. Started fourteen.
1: So I guess uh it's either J E eleven or OBJ there, Joe. We got one here. The Boston Sports fan eighty eight said I would like I would trade for Jordan Love and New England gives up their first round so Green Bay can get a new franchise or not QB. Um oof, I don't know. I don't know enough about Jordan Love to 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 say anything there that would that would be a bold strategy though i'll tell you that much it's a bold
0: strategy but one that doesn't make sense because the patriots traded out of that number 20 pick last year right with green bay i believe so and green bay drafted jordan love the patriots could have just drafted him right that's very true Right. So I don't know why you give up your 15th overall pick this year when you traded out at number 20 last year where you could have drafted him at number 20. Uh, obviously, there was something about him last season that Belichick didn't... And there was no Tom Brady at the time, so it's not like, oh, we're trying to fill for Tom Brady. Uh, he traded that away, let's not forget, and selected Kyle Duggar with his first pick in the second... You know, his first pick of the draft. He drafted a Division two guy. So, I mean... Um, it, I, I get your bowl. I get what you're saying. You'd like to see Jordan Love on the team and giving up a first. It's like, yeah, we got a franchise quarterback, but when you look at it in retrospect, sort of with the, the, the goggles on, like the Patriots could have had Jordan Love and chose not to take him with a worse pick.
1: Right. That's very interesting I because it's kind of funny that the Patriots really didn't look for any other quarterback after they got Cam Newton last season. They had the opportunity to, obviously.
0: Uh, I, at this point, I believe that they thought jared stidham could have competed for that starting spot that's the only it's the only logic that i can come up with we've heard rumors that they were really hoping that he would come through and that's my thought process right now is that i i believe that they were uh that's what they were waiting for
1: do you think jordan love's gonna make any noise in the in the nfl i don't know yeah i don't Uh, i don't know much about the kid
0: i think noise is gonna there's gonna be at some point there's gonna be noise when Green Bay has to decide what do you do with Aaron Rodgers. Right, we were talking about that on Patriots Outsider tonight. Uh, someone was talking about how there was no succession plan for Tom Brady, and I said, really, the succession plan was Jimmy Garoppolo,
1: oh, yep. and, the, right. and the
0: Patriots decided not to go with Garoppolo. And I, I looked at like you know Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you think about a lot of the great teams that had succession plans, it's their franchise quarterback got pushed out the door. Dak Prescott pushed out Tony Romo. Yeah, uh, Steve Young pushed out... Uh, Joe Montana, yep. Aaron Rodgers pushed out Brett Favre. It looks like if they believe in Jordan Love, he's going to push out Aaron Rodgers. The Patriots decided to stick with Tom Brady and, and didn't, you know, push him out for Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Um, so, I mean, at some point, he's going to make noise just for that fact, and then he's going to get held to the standards of Aaron Rodgers, which, I mean, Packer fans call him the goat, right, and a part of the goat farm in the NFL. I mean, like brady's the goat the greatest of all time guys like rogers are on the goat farm which is just every other you know pretend goat that's out there yep. right um by the way we're uh, creating a merch line right now and the goat farm will be a t-shirt i love that uh but yeah that's the you know um that's when he'll make noise. We'll do one more comment before we cut for break.
1: All righty. We got a donation here from uh, Mike Nardella. Thank you very much, sir. He says, been saying this in raised chat since 2019-ish. Gilly plus pick for OBJ and Njoku. Browns secondary wins. Pat's offense wins. Perfect. Is Najoku still with the Browns? I, for some reason, thought he was going to become a free agent. Yeah.
0: I was just Although I'm
1: that. I'm not opposed to them trying to get uh, Najoku back I in like- some sort of trade, but Gilly and what pick is the question there?
0: I like David Njoku. Me too. Uh, he is on the. He is. Uh, he's got one more year left on his deal. Okay. Six mil.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So Gilly plus a pick for those for both those guys. I think you're talking a second round pick now. You're talking Gilly and and a second round pick if you're trying to get both of them. Those are two guys the Browns can't afford to move off of as well. Uh, I don't hate it. And Njoku going to be an unrestricted free agent next year, so you probably want to make that move and uh, and and go through because right now he's playing on his fifth year option, which brings his salary from three million to six million. But if they did trade Njoku, there's no dead cap, so that would save them six million dollars.
1: And the Browns, I can't think of the guy's name. McChicken will probably know who they have, who's a tight end who's behind Njoku, who was pretty good this season. I forget who it was um so that's why i feel like they might be ready to part ways with him because they have somebody else waiting in the wings who is behind him
0: well they also have um what's his name from atlanta too that they signed right
1: that's who it was yes that's exactly what i'm thinking of is it, a joke? Is is it hurst
0: no hurst went to hurst used to be the, the hayden, hayden what's his no, name hayden hurst is the guy who went from uh was he was in atlanta last year he played yep. for baltimore the year before no they draft. they signed um oh god my god austin hooper austin from, hooper uh, yes yes he wasn't behind njoku, njoku right was behind him austin hooper was their big was their big i think they gave hooper a ton of money to
1: be honest i think they you. did too yeah so that's why it doesn't make much sense for them to want to keep njoku around at six million dollars when he's going to be a free agent anyways if they can get something in return uh that's that's actually makes sense.
0: Well, why did you give Aaron Hernandez a 40 million dollar contract when you were playing when you were keeping Rob Gronkowski as well?
1: That's a very good point.
0: <laughs> right, you keep both of them. Uh yeah, Hooper's going to make 8.5 next year, 13.2 in 2022. Uh 13.2 in 20 uh 2023. Uh there is an opt out that year. It only carries a dead cap of seven point five. And then twenty twenty four is an automatic um like Brady used to have the uh termination of the of the contract. And that will okay. take, that will be an automatic dead cap of three point seven unless they sign him somewhere else.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna take a break here. Thank you everybody for your comments. Thank you everybody for the donations. Uh we're gonna hear from we gotta get rid of the comment, Connor. We're oh, gonna hear from yep. our come on, man. We're going to hear from our sponsors over at fcustom.com, and we're going to ask you to take 1 minute and 33 seconds and hear all about our Patreon page. fcustom.com is your spot to find the best custom baseball, basketball, and football jerseys. Choose from hundreds of designs and colors and customize the jersey any way you want. Use the promo code RAYROUTE and save yourself 10% to get the best custom jerseys at fcustom.com. Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Deer Pats Nation podcast, YouTube and Facebook page and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Deer Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for 5 bucks. That's right, 5 bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Deer Pats Nation videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah and I talking about the Patriots, the South Celtics, and the Red Sox, but we'll also have exclusive interviews, behind the scene footage, bloopers, early views of videos that aren't available on YouTube, live streams exclusively for Patreon members, and that's just scratching the surface. We're not going to make you pay a monthly fee if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you. We're not in this to get rich We're not in this to rip you off We just want enough to pay our bills And being able to create on Patreon Is just one way we're trying to do it So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. We've also left the description in, or we've also left the link of the, in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 PM Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. All right, before we get back into the comments, I just want to share something from Twitter here, which I think is absolutely amazing. So some nice. douchebag, I don't know if you guys yep. can see that. Some douchebag writes to at JGWatt, you want to sign somewhere or nah, which is <laughs> JG writes, I scroll through DoorDash for like an hour before I pick a restaurant, man. You're going to have to give me a second to choose a new team in city. <laughs>
1: That's actually a hilarious response. <laughs> oh, wait, that, oh, that's good. Man. That's good by JJ Watt there. That's the best way to deal with these trolls, man. That's funny.
0: All right, man. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I just, did
1: not see that. That's good.
0: I just wanted to share that. I saw that. <laughs> I love JJ owns Twitter a lot. Eh? Like He wins yep. Twitter a lot, and yep. I, I appreciate him for that.
1: Yeah, man. I like him and his whole family. They're funny. They're good people.
0: And I can't wait till he's a New England Patriot.
1: Yes, that's hopefully they have some good options on Dora Dash. Except man.
0: I'll be doing the show like this. That's true, and, uh, because I've it, offered up limbs.
1: It'll be worth it though in the long run, right? You'll take have to one for the, the team.
0: You'll have to set up the show for me.
1: That's true, but if JJ Watt's a New England Patriot, it's all worth it. Exactly. <laughs> all right, We got a comment here from Matthew. Matthew, he says Cam will be starter for Pats. Who follows sh- you, Connor? It's I all we've. You. We've looked at this one many, many times, man, and really after we did that deep dive last week and looking into how you know mediocre Cam's been for his entire career, it, it's it's tough for me to want to go forward with him as the quarterback because I think if he does come back, you have to also draft a rookie and move forward with somebody like Mac Jones saying this guy's going to be the future and basically just use Cam as a as a coach for next season, knowing that you're probably not really going to compete and use cam as somebody who's going to coach up the rookie who's eventually going to take over. So unless that's the the scenario, I really don't want to see him come back.
0: All right. Let me ask you something, Connor. I sit here every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yep. Battling it out with Sarah about cam Newton. Yep. Right. Why do you just sit there with marbles in your mouth and not have my back if this is how you feel?
1: I've I've been all over the board with Cam, man. The, the, it, the thing that it is with Cam is I acknowledge the fact that he did have a lot of things against him last season. He got COVID. You know, Josh McDaniel's play calling wasn't the greatest. He didn't have any weapons. But also, when people put comments in here like, it doesn't matter because he threw the ball at receiver's feet, like, I have no response for that either. I'm like, that's... That's absolutely correct. I mean, they could have DeAndre Hopkins running alongside Travis Kelsey out there, and if he can't complete the pass, it doesn't matter. So it, it's a little bit of both. And also the only reason I feel like I'd I kind of like to stick up for Cam is because I like him as a person so much. It's like, ugh, I do like to see him back just to be in the locker room. But I, I don't know. If, if I had to choose, I, I would say let's just part ways with Cam at this point.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I mean, look, and that's why I have your back, because I like you as a person, right?
1: Thank you. Francis
0: <laughs> no, for instance, today, somebody tweeted at me and said, Ray, Connor eats shit sandwiches. <laughs> and I, I defended you. I wrote That's only
1: because I don't know how
0: to cook. No, no. He said, eat shit sandwiches. And I wrote back and I said, that's not true. Connor doesn't eat bread.
1: <laughs> that's I, I wouldn't even know how to make a sit, shit sandwich
0: that's why you just eat the shit right? that's right you know who's asking about you today
1: who's that nobody no i didn't think so <laughs> wasn't that an ed joke probably yeah ed made a <laughs> lot of jokes shout out shout out to ed my former producer ed sullivan good dude who made a lot of jokes watch- about me
0: who probably never watches
1: this he probably doesn't even know how to get on here (laughs) we're on facebook too all right if we're on facebook ed does find facebook pretty well ed sullivan if you're randomly watching make a donation you're rich
0: tell it you, you can't make a donation on Facebook. You got to make Ugh. a donation on YouTube, but just tell them to go to DPN sports. Uh, DPN sports talk is our Facebook page because for some reason, they're not letting us change the name to deer Pat's nation. So we've had to keep the old DPN sports talk. logo.
1: Oh, okay. If you guys do
0: want to find us on Facebook where, or Instagram, uh, It's DPN Sports Talk on on Facebook, on Twitter. We're at Deer Pats Nation. We're at Deer Pats Nation on Instagram as well. We post some pictures now and then, and and we go live on Facebook as well. So if you, I don't know, if the YouTube app isn't working on your phone, click on the Facebook app, and uh, you'll catch us live there
1: as well. Come on over. Find us wherever you can. Alright, we go in here from uh, Brandon Loman. He says, bring in Desmond King in draft Asante SNA. Is that Asante Samuel's son? You think he's saying here?
0: I don't know. Somebody was talking about Desmond King today and uh, with with Lawrence and I, and they were saying that the Patriots were interested in him, but we we can't we couldn't find anything that said the Patriots are interested in Desmond King. Uh Lawrence did a whole breakdown on him and why it's for Patriots unless and I think it was McChicken who brought it up in the comments who said unless the Patriots plan on converting him to safety after yeah. Devin McCourty retires which is probably after this season there's not really because we have Jonathan Jones as a slot receiver there's no real reason to bring in Des, uh, Desmond King um, Asante and who's he asking about here
1: uh, Asante SNA I thought that he was saying maybe Asante Samuel's son I don't know
0: Maybe um, I don't want any Asante Samuel on this team,
1: <laughs> even with no relation to the Asante Samuel senior.
0: Speaking of which, shout out to McChicken, who we won't say the name, but he has actually arranged for us to. All you guys who talk shit about McChicken in, in the in the chat, and we see who it from does time to time. Uh, they just, just they anybody be who does, anybody who does, McChicken has landed us an interview with the New England Patriots player. Who's yes, gonna he come has on the show, and and. Wrap with us and and take some of your guys questions and comments too so shout out to mcchicken who has arranged all of that for us
1: yes number one intern
0: best unpaid intern in the world <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have a comment here from a bass brightone guy he says been watching your video and listening live for the last three hours what's the issue with Minshew? i don't know and some you people
0: and- you know what it's because we never talked about Minshew uh when we were talking about quarterback options yeah. um i'll start connor knows i like gardner Minshew." I've actually been one of the people saying they should. I would love for the Patriots to make a move for Gardner Minshew. Uh, he's outperformed a lot of the quarterbacks who keep getting mentioned uh, as a as a part of. Uh, of that conversation when you look at pff when you look at the stats i like minchu uh, connor is against the stash and the cutoff jean shorts
1: i know i don't know why though because when we actually look at his numbers he's been pretty good i don't know what it is i guess it's just the fact that he played with the jaguars and they always lost it, it makes me you know look at him in a bad light but his his numbers are pretty good when we actually break it down so i don't know why i've been against him
0: there's a lot of things when you break it down, considering who the talent was around him, considering he did get injured for some of last season. The reason he lost his starting job too, I need everybody to, I, I can't be any more clear about this. He lost his starting job because they wanted to tank. Right. Like he would have given them too many chances to win games that they, they, people think he got benched and lost his job. I don't think that's true. I think they knew, listen, I like Gardner Minshew. I think they like Gardner Minshew, but when you have the chance to get Trevor Lawrence, man i don't know yeah um look his his grades are he had a 70 passing grade in 2019 he had a drop off last year he only had a 66 but he was playing injured uh when you look at his stats i mean he completed 66 percent of his passes this year 60 percent the year before he had 16 thrown he had he played nine games this year and threw 16 touchdowns
1: okay that's pretty good yeah
0: Cam Newton played 15 games this year and threw eight. Yeah. Uh, he also had a rushing touchdown on top of it. So he had 17 total touchdowns in nine games. Uh, <laughs> I like Gardner, man. I don't know what you're. I don't You and Sarah had an issue with Gardner, and I don't, I don't know why.
1: Right. All right. Bring him, bring him in. Let's see what he's got. Speaking of this, we have Ross. who says, who's got 199th pick in the draft? I, I hear the, the rumors Patriots the do. Patriots do. I think that that's true. Maybe they can draft um, somebody named Tom Brady Jr.? Uh, no.
0: Um, it's Ron... Uh, Ron Rady.
1: Ron Rady. <laughs> I'm on I'm on board. I want them to draft the quarterback with the 199th pick. I'm going. I'm Do they going have on the 199th?
0: Everybody keeps telling me they have the 199th. I just that's I'll what just, Ross
1: said. I think he looked it up. I think it's legit.
0: I'll. I just keep like. I'm trying to look here. Draft tracker. I want
1: them to pick a quarterback with that pick. It's the sixth round. Screw it. Go for it. Take a QB. Okay.
0: Let me look here. Let me look. Let me look. I'm trying to see. List of Patriots draft picks
1: how much pressure is on if they draft a quarterback at that pick <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh they're not <laughs> uh, oh it's not saying what it what it lands at so i don't know i don't know we they don't we don't know if they have the 199th because i, I don't think the comp picks have been announced yet right cuz that's going right. to change that will change all the order
1: Oh yeah, because then there's actually more than 32 picks in some of those rounds, right? Yeah, in the yeah. third round and on. I hope they do though. That would be funny. That'd be ironic.
0: Yeah, you know, I've just been running with
1: it. Yeah, why not? Right? We got uh Tia Thomas here. Sestidum went on went on too many vacations. Um, well, I think that, that relates.
0: It? I think that relates back to one of the things is he was injured during training camp, and the rumor was he was injured in non football related activities and that's Mm -hmm. what put him in bill belichick's doghouse it was him being injured doing non-football activities whatever that may be uh so perhaps he was vacation and didn't he go he went to like a bachelor party or something during covid time and yeah all that kind of stuff
1: not 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 good stuff Let's see. We have Facio here saying he's got a hot take. I blame Brady for this uncertainty at QB. We could have kept Jimmy G and started him this year, but Brady ruined it, being all mad. Brady's still a legend and the goat. No hate. Um, yeah, I mean that happened, but then after that, they did win the Super Bowl, so can't get as ma- can't get as mad about it. But yeah, I think something definitely went down.
0: I'm I'm not touching this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen. They made a decision to go with Brady over Garoppolo, and that led to a Super Bowl. And I think at the end of the day, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah. We have one here from Cody Lasek saying, "Shoulda traded him after 2019 season when his value was the highest, but idiots thought the Patriots could be a playoff team in 2020." It's
0: talking about Gilmore.
1: Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, at that point, they sh- they they should have, but. What idiots Hides- is he talking about? Hi- hindsight is twenty twenty.
0: What idiots is he talking
1: about? <laughs> I don't know. Us, maybe? <laughs> Who? Don't put us in this conversation. Gen- gen- generalities or whatever the word is.
0: I said, because uh, I remember talking about the Patriots having a ceiling of 10 and a floor of, you know, 7 or 8. And you said, I don't agree with that. The Patriots <laughs> ceiling is 12 or 13 and a floor of 10.
1: <laughs> hey. They had a chance. They looked good in the beginning of the season, all right? Yeah, let's this, go
0: back to that Seahawks lost and how excited we were after that game. I know. Um, go, back, go back to the I agree. Seahawks lost. It, yeah. it wasn't even just then. I think his value was still high at the trade deadline. I think that, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. It's The the Patriots, I mean, they traded for a wide receiver at the trade deadline. They traded nobody away. I think at the trade deadline, Belichick still believed the Patriots were competing.
1: Yep. Yeah, at that point, I think that they, teeter, they teetered between, you know, can we go 10 and 6, 11 and 5 and make the playoffs, or are we going to end up 7 and 9? And at some points during the season, they looked like they could have the opportunity to be a playoff team.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there's always a chance, right? Yeah. We always had the countdown. If they win their next four, it started with if they win their next four straight games. Okay, if they win their next five in a row, okay, yeah. if they win the next <laughs> six, there's a chance. All they got to do is run the table.
1: We got a comment here from C. Vang says, Draft Terrence Marshall, wide receiver, LSU. And that um,
0: now brings us to everybody's favorite game show. <laughs> Player profile with Connor Carney.
1: I'm glad you guys brought this up. Terrence Marshall, wide receiver, LSU, big fan of us. Do we know any statistics about him?
0: Just break him down, man.
1: He's he's very fast. He's good at running routes.
0: I love One that you're thi- not you're not even going with the bit. You're actually giving an analysis of a quarterback. <laughs> you have no idea what it is. I love it. Go ahead.
1: Very, very good at getting open in the open field, you know, making making contested catches, stretching the field. You know, uh, I, I think he's going to have a legit uh, time in the NFL.
0: You want to hear his real profile? Yeah. <laughs> in 2019, LSU wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. was the other guy in a historic Tigers offense that featured dynamic talent at receivers in Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. With neither Chase nor Jefferson in the mix in 2020, it was Marshall's chance to shine and he took full advantage. In seven games in 2020, Marshall averaged more than 100 receiving yards per game and hauled in double-digit touchdown receptions for the second consecutive season. Marshall is a versatile receiver that has proven himself both from the slot and out wide while attacking all levels of the field with consistency. He offers terrific size, physicality, hands, ball skills, run-after-the-catch ability, route-running skills, and overall technical refinement. Marshall did miss three games in 2019 with a foot injury and had some minor drop issues creep up in 2020. And has some inconsistent moments as a blocker, but there isn't much in way of notable concerns as he enters the next level. Marshall has the potential to become a productive piece of an NFL offense that can produce in a variety of ways. His ideal role would be a feature receiver, given opportunities to move around the formation scheme fit. Marshall isn't a scheme-restricted talent and is capable of producing in a variety of roles.
1: I like the sounds of this kid. Now that we've heard him, I'm on board here with C. Vang. I think that they should draft him.
0: Where do you think they're going to – Where do you? okay, with, with what I just gave you.
1: Yeah. Where do you they think talked him up like he's a first-round pick, but I don't so know.
0: Where do you think he's ranked? Do the Patriots even have a chance of getting their hands on him?
1: Uh, I'm going to say at, at wide receiver or just in the draft. What's that? At the, at, ranked at wide receiver or just in the draft in general? Uh, Both i was gonna say he's 36th overall, and he's the fourth as wide receiver.
0: Um, he's the 64th overall. Okay, and he's seventh at wide receiver.
1: All right, I like it. Then they could get it. They could get him potentially even in the third round if he falls. But tough, this is a, but... this is
0: according to CBS, who yep. has Jamar Chase ranked at number one. Jalen Waddle at number two, and Devontae Smith at number three. Really? Rondale Moore at number four, Rashad Bateman at five, amon Amon-Ra St. Brown at six, and Tylen Wallace at seven uh, in position rank, and then uh, Terrace Marshall Jr.
1: I, I like the sounds of him, though, based on that. If he can do anything like Justin Jefferson's done so far, he'd, he'd be off to a phenomenal start.
0: Let's, I'm gonna see if PFF has anything. On. Oh, let's keep going.
1: All right, we got a donation here from Joe. It says, "If Cam is gonna coach, what happened with Stidham? Um, why we what? we look we looking into Cam Newton becoming a quarterback coach for the Patriots? I mean, I'm not against it. I think Cam Cam would be pretty good at uh, coming along as a coach, but I don't know what would happen with Stidham.
0: If Cam is gonna coach, what happened with Stidham? What does that mean does he mean what happens with? do me a favor uh joe if you could clarify what you mean connor keep an eye out for his comment Yep. okay i'll I'll come down here and watch for it and and give us clarification of what you mean i don't understand what you mean by that we want to answer your question all
1: right we got another donation here we'll come right back to that joe uh, it says ross um cam resume heisman national championship winner number one overall pick nfl mvp super bowl appearance panthers leader in pass yards and rush pass slash rush tds he has had a pretty good resume he did pretty well with uh the panthers in the beginning of his career obviously he was phenomenal in college but college doesn't really translate tim tebow was phenomenal in college as well um i'm more of a what can he do for us now type guy too though
0: i am not opposed to cam newton the quarterback as a player i think he's been great and i think when he won the heisman trophy in 2010 11 years ago
1: wow was that long ago great guy yeah
0: two-time national champion 2008 and 2010 he was the rookie of the year in 2011 mvp in 2015 it was also his last pro bowl and last all pro was in 2015 six years ago went to the super bowl in 2015 yep there's a difference between 2015 Cam and 2020-2021 Cam. Has Joe clarified his comment yet?
1: Yeah, he just did. Um, okay. It says here, no, Connor, everyone is saying Newton is going to coach up a rookie. Oh, okay. Okay, so I, I see you say it there. Um, Yeah, I'm not opposed to him coaching up a rookie. I, I don't know what happens with Stidham at that point. If they're just going to phase Stidham out, maybe they won't go with a rookie at all, and they're, they're hoping – Cam's going to help coach up Stidham for the next season for Stidham to take over. I really don't know, though. I haven't liked what I've seen out of Stidham. Um, I know maybe he still does have potential, but I, I don't know.
0: I, I think you're right. I just think we see a scenario where they start to phase out Stidham. Right. Like that, that's my honest-to-God truth. Um, somebody compared him to Ryan Mallett. It might have been you who called yeah, him, you know, yeah. Like the Ryan Mallett of today because everybody had so, like high hopes for Ryan Mallett. Uh, yeah, I could just see him possibly being traded. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to want to trade for him. Uh, I I could just see him being phased out. I think he'll be around for training camp for sure. He's going to compete with whoever comes in at quarterback, whether it's a a bridge quarterback or whatnot, there's going to be a competition for the starting quarterback role. Jared Stidham is definitely going to be in that role, but if he loses out to two or three guys, it wouldn't surprise me if he's on cut day at the end of August
1: right that wouldn't surprise me it's
0: always labor day weekend is cut day right
1: yep yep wouldn't surprise me to see that they, they got rid of them
0: let's do two more comments
1: Alrighty. We got one here from light shadows. He says, I agree with Ray to do a rebuild, but that means making really tough decisions like trading Gilmore and even letting other guys like Edelman go. Personally, I couldn't release a trade Edelman. Uh very good point by light shadows here. I think if they are going to do a rebuild, he's absolutely correct. We would have to make tough decisions. And obviously, I mean, I think Gilmore is probably not as tough of a decision because it's just going to make sense for both sides and both parties. Edelman would be a tough one for me, even though though it would probably make fiscal sense for them to cut him as well i just love edelman and i kind of feel like you know robert Kraft has felt about some of the players where he's just going to let them go out on their own terms but that's obviously probably not what's best for the team
0: the the difference between bill belichick well there's a lot of differences between bill belichick and us but the biggest difference between bill belichick and us is bill belichick is not a fan right bill belichick is a general manager and bill belichick doesn't let emotional decision get in the way of what's best for the football team i know people are going to argue that and say they let his ego get in the way but let's just just play with me for a second um if i if i turn off my fandom yeah it's trade gilmore it's trade my favorite patriot of all time dante hightower it's let edelman go because i don't think anybody's trading for him it's Letting James White sign somewhere else and getting another comp pick. It's, it's you know, talking to Devin McCourty and, and seeing if anybody wants to pick up him for his final season. You know, a team that's trying to go for it. It's maybe looking at a Jonathan Jones. It's keeping young guys like J.C. Jackson, Chase Winovich, Josh Uche, you know, Damian Harris, yep. and, and trying to build from there. Um, you know, Jacoby Myers. That's it's. It would suck. I don't want to see 54 playing for any other team but the Patriots. I don't want to see 11 playing for any other team but the Patriots. But it's something that I'd have to accept. And I get again, as I've said, I as a fan, I'm prepared for a couple of years of misery. I really am. like I, I can accept it. That's what right. I mean. I can accept a couple of years of misery and go for that rebuild. More. Uh,
1: we got a donation here from Joe. Thank you, Kinkato21. He says, what I was saying, Stidham didn't improve behind Newton. How can a rookie? Um, I mean, that's a totally different situation too, though. I mean, some of that, I don't know if we can chalk that up to Cam Newton not being a good mentor because I think he's – he as as bad as he played at some points in the thing, I, I'm not questioning his character, his work ethic. I think he was, he was fine there. Maybe Stidham just doesn't have it. I mean, it's not like – he's going to make the 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 difference i mean obviously it's good to get coached up by somebody but if they just don't have it they don't have it i don't think if ryan mallet was there and cam newton was there ryan mallet would still be in the nfl today i don't think that would be the the necessary difference
0: a quarterback's development is not the fault or the responsibility of the starting quarterback uh, right. jared stidham not improving behind newton is a jared stidham ah. issue not a cam newton issue Jared Stidham going out and making, you know, when his time's a play and making bad decisions and making bad throws is not a Cam Newton issue. It's a Jared Stidham issue. Not only was he playing behind Cam Newton, he was also playing with Brian Hoyer, who, yes, Brian Hoyer doesn't have great physical traits, but Brian Hoyer is one of the best scout team quarterbacks in the NFL and has a lot of wisdom and knowledge about that Patriots playbook and what the Patriots do that they could have passed on to Jared Stidham. Uh, You can't say it's Cam Newton. Uh, when we talk about people like Cam Newton coaching up a rookie quarterback, let's not forget, And near the end, Tom Brady talked about how he didn't find it feel it was his responsibility to coach up the young quarterbacks. And I don't think it's any quarterback's responsibility to coach up the young quarterbacks. When we're talking about coaching up young quarterbacks, I don't think it's an X's and O's thing. I think it's more of a welcome to the NFL type of coaching up. I think it's right. how to handle yourself, how to handle yourself with the media, handle yourself under pressure, that kind of thing. Uh, Jared Stidham's physical ability and not uh, coming up as a Jared Stidham issue, not a Cam Newton issue.
1: Yeah, I agree. All
0: right, that's a good way to finish it off, man. I agree. All right, guys, appreciate y'all coming in here tonight. We didn't even get to a Red Sox conversation. We will be talking Red Sox tomorrow, but Connor's going to be on Patreon tonight talking about the Red Sox. I'm going to be on there in just a few minutes talking about Isaiah Wynn. Until tomorrow, everybody. Connor, tell me about those Red Sox.
1: They're going to be legit, kid.